0: Hi everybody, Um, we're looking at Deception in the Church series again, part 13, Babylon, what is it? And we're going to start looking over the next three sessions on what is Babylon and effectively how does Babylon impact on my life and then we'll look at Babylon future now. I want you to understand that, uh, by the way, I'm also doing this in my um, study because doing this over a, 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 as a sermon is, it would be more difficult because this is more teaching. So what I want you to do is I want you to begin to understand that when we deal with this particular subject, Babylon, I will be sharing with you my opinion from what I see in the Word of God. And feel free at any time to disagree with me. Um, but... Take a look at the Word of God yourself. Study the scriptures that I'm going to share with you. um, and, And really get to grips with understanding what Babylon is now. And specifically where you, your personal life, your family life interact with this Babylonian system. John sees Babylon in Revelation 13, 17 and 18. And he sees it as... Representing the conclusion, the final conclusion, and head of Gentile world power. And what happens is Babylon, at a specific point within Daniel's last week, seven years, hands over worldwide religious power to the Antichrist, and that and 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 a worldwide religion then turns to a personal religion. Where the Antichrist then becomes the focus of that Babylonian worldwide religion. Daniel saw Babylon as the golden head of an image that represented the Gentile powers of the world, starting with Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar and running all the way through to the toes. Which was the iron and the clay toes. And and they symbolized world powers through the ages. Dominant world powers that were infused with the full climax of Babylon ruling the world. The Bible has got a lot to say I believe about this system. Now here is my personal definition in studying Babylon. Here is my personal definition of what Babylon is. Babylon is... The satanic system of the government of this world into which mankind and demonic spirits work together for the one purpose of uniting all mankind into worshiping Satan. This will ultimately take place during the tribulation under the Antichrist. So whenever I'm talking about the Babylonian system, when I'm talking about Babylon, when I'm talking about the harlot, uh In my mind, this is what I see Babylon is. It is a satanic system that rules and governs the planet into which mankind and demonic spirits work in conjunction, work together. And the purpose of their working together is to unite mankind into one. And that unity of worship and purpose is to direct that worship towards Satan, and the culmination of this worship to Satan will take place in the middle of the seven-year period that will introduce us into the great tribulation period, where the Antichrist takes over and rules the world. In this series of podcasts, we're going to be focusing in on Daniel thirteen. I'm going to be looking at Daniel chapter third, uh, Daniel chapter three, Revelation chapter thirteen right now, and we'll be looking at. Chapter 17 and 18 of Revelation. Chapter 17, you're looking at the religious system that God identifies with Babylon in Scripture. And then chapter 18, it's the commercial system that uh, is also identified with Babylon. It's interesting, 1 Peter 5.13, uh, Peter 5, Peter's writing and he says, She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you greetings and so does my son Mark. <laughs> interesting. So we've got a lot of references in Scripture with regards to Babylon, and we've got a lot of ground to cover. So Babylon may refer to the actual Babylon that sits on the Euphrates. However, here, I think with regards to the the verse in Peter, 1 Peter, I think Paul, Peter is referring to Rome, the Roman Empire, and Rome being the capital of the pagan world, the center of mankind's ungodliness. And uh Babylon Babylon is a, a it could be a symbol, and there is a symbol, and as a symbol, it's a symbol of the capital of the place that is opposed to God, and where the apostates or the fallen church or the fallen Israel gets sent to to be in exile, and and, and there's a clear separation from the two. The systems and governments of this world of mankind are ruled by Satan, and this is a worldwide satanic government, and it controls and dominates the whole world. Now, we as Christians are in the world, but we are not of the world. So we are we are in one sense we are interacting with this Babylonian system. We are interacting in different aspects with the system as it governs us. But we are not of the system, and we've got to be very, very clear in understanding that distinction. And this is a distinction that has been blurred, especially in the church today, where a lot of the Babylonian teachings are now coming into the mainstream of the church, which we've been showing and exposing you to and giving you examples of over this last series. Now, the people of God have been called out of this kingdom They've been called out of the system, and they've been born again into the kingdom of God. And this action is completely and by the work of God Himself. God then begins to train us, and um, as He begins to train us, uh, he 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 sends us back in to the system that we've been called out of to make disciples within the system. And here's the difference: we have been called to go into the Babylonian system to make disciples. Okay, And then bring them out of the system. But what seems to be happening today is that we are seem to be, be, be becoming part of the system. Using the methods of the system. This is what the Deception in the Church series is all about. To basically try and make people convert from one side of the system to the other side. Thinking they're converting to Christianity and they're not. This system by its very nature... Is against all things that are of God. There can be no interlinking. There can be no cross-pollinization. There can be no mixing of these two systems. They are so totally opposite. They are so polarized opposites of each other. That there will never ever be a time when the two systems will mix. This system... The purpose of the system, the Babylonian system, the purpose of the false prophet, his one and only job, the system, this system's one and only job is to lead mankind into the worship of Satan. And hence the dangers of this stuff being found in the world. And so this system sort of takes up occupation between God's heaven and the earth called the second heaven and it begins to dominate this area and draw people into it and so we've got various different rulers and we can see that in the book of Ephesians where where we've got different strategies of rulers that are coming in and dominating mankind and so you've got you've got unbelievable financial control being exercised through through mammon which is the financial system of this babylon you've got you've got various demonic forces that oppress groups of people so there's specific groups of people that 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 really get oppressed regionally they get oppressed nationally um, and then with that oppression comes a lot of ungodly stuff, you know, that gets promoted on a national level, um, abortion, sexual immorality. Then you've got more and more specifically lo- located regional uh, things where Jezebel gets allowed to come in by an Ahab spirit, which is a gatekeeper spirit. All these things you can read about. I'm not going to go into it in depth here. Um, just by just just throwing them out, just mention them to you. Uh, Belial, which which um, comes in to try and sabotage ministries of people, it under, undermines authorities, and and it really it's, it operates like a gangster spirit. You've got the spirit of divination that works together with 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 um, Jezebel. These these two work in conjunction with her, and when when you've got an Ahab spirit or an Ahab gatekeeper opening the door of a church to a Jezebel, a controller. Then you've got the spirit of divination coming in where you've got a a manifestation of counterfeits operating within a church. You've got rebellion taking place amongst the ranks of the church and all kinds of ungodliness that had been practiced. So effectively, that's my brief introduction to Babylon. Now let's look at verse 13 of Revelation and we'll go into the future and we'll look at the second beast and its system. Revelation chapter 13 verse 11 to 18. Then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb and it spoke like a dragon. It exercised all the authority of the first beast on its behalf and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. And it performed great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to the earth in full view of people. Because of the signs, it was given power to perform in behalf of the first beast. It deceived the inhabitants of the earth. It ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who, had, who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. The second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it's the number of a man. The number is triple six. If we look at this passage of scripture, I bring out 12 points. So I want to go through these 12 points with you. And... um, what I'm going to do is, as I go through each one of these points, like for example, point 1 and point 2, you'll find in verse 11. So, each verse, I will then highlight the specific number of points that I've found that I want to discuss with you in that specific verse. So, I see this beast here representing both an individual and a system. Now, many, many reformers In church history, identified the second beast with the papacy of Rome and identified it with specific popes. So a lot of the modern interpreters view the first beast as the personification of secular power. So complete opposition to the church. And then they look at the second beast and they say it's the personification of a false religion. Now, in my view, Babylon represents financial, political, and religious power. And it's going to be led by the false prophet. And so I'm going to start picking out a few of the things out of these verses of scripture to share with you as we develop a profile of Babylon, the false prophet, and what it is going to be doing. So, the first two points is, it has two horns like a lamb and it speaks like a dragon. That's verse 11. Then I saw the second beast coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. Very, very symbolic. the, The horns in scripture mean power. So, it had two horns and it possibly symbolizes political and religious power. But it has less power than the first beast. And it comes on the scene, even though it's the second beast, it comes on the scene first. And it carries the authority, it's given its authority to operate by the first beast. So its sole source of authority and power comes from the first beast. The extent of the second beast, or the external view of the second beast... It's camouflage is lamb, as a lamb. But the words are pure satanic. So when you're watching for the manifestation of this beast in your time frame right now. Be very, very alert to people's words. Because the Bible is clear. When people come along and talk to you about peace, peace, peace. Sudden destruction is not far behind them. Especially if they prove to be wolves in sheep's clothing. And the devil is a master camouflage artist, especially manifesting himself within the church as someone of the church. Matthew 7.15, Jesus warns us to be aware of false prophets. This second beast is the false prophet. Watch, it's the false prophet. It's the manifestation of the ultimate false prophet. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. And so John is saying this one is like a lamb, but it speaks like a dragon. You cannot study in my book, in my mind, in my understanding, from my opinion, you cannot study deception in the church without somewhere along the line going into eschatology. End times. Because whenever you are studying end times, the more vocal false teachings become, the more out there false teachings become, the closer you are to the implementation of the return of Jesus Christ. Remember this point, in studying deception in the church, you need to be fully aware that you will be studying eschatology, you'll be studying end times. And deception in the church is one of the biggest signs given by Jesus to indicate the period of His return. The next two points, point 3 and 4, come from Revelation 13 verse 12. So, the point number 3 is, it exercised all the authority of the first beast on its behalf, and it made earth and the inhabitants of the earth worship the first beast. Verse 12, it exercised all the authority of the first beast on its behalf and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose fatal wound had been healed. The second beast will represent the first beast by acting as its prophet. Now remember, I've spoke to you about counterfeits, how there is a counterfeit Trinity. Well, this is this beast is part of that counterfeit Trinity. The ultimate manifestation of this beast, the false prophet. And remember what the work of the Holy Spirit is? The Holy Spirit's work right now in this age is to point you to Jesus. Well, the counterfeit is here to point you to the false Jesus, the Antichrist. In Revelation 19 verse 20, we see the beast was captured and with it the false prophet who had performed the signs on its behalf. With these signs he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. In Revelation chapter 20 verse 10, And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. The false prophet will be the agent of Satan directing mankind to worship the Antichrist. And also the false prophet will be the agent of Satan that will persecute those who do not receive the mark of the beast. I want you to notice that. So be very, very aware of anyone who comes like a lamb but speaks like a dragon. They will ultimately begin physically persecuting you And you will be given a choice. Now if you think people of religion will not be that radical, just look to the Middle East and you will have an example. Just look to the um, Middle Ages and you will have an example right there. He will be an agent promoting the worship of the devil and he will be an agent promoting the persecution of the believers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember the sermon on counterfeits. This is a satanic counterfeit of the Holy Spirit's ministry. The Holy Spirit was, is, is here to point people to Christ. He is here and He will be pointing people to the Antichrist. Now here is a thought. <coughs> Excuse me. Here is a thought. The reference to the first beast's fatal wound being healed is a comparison... And it highlights the comparison of Jesus Christ who rose from the dead. Believers worship Christ because he rose from the dead. Acts chapter 17 verse 30 to 31. In the past God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. Remember, counterfeits. Just remember, counterfeits. The devil counterfeits everything that God does. Because the devil wants to be worshipped like God is worshipped. That is his purpose. Unbelievers will worship the beast, the Antichrist. Because the false prophet will have done a similar thing for him. In Revelation chapter 13 verse 14, because of the signs, it was given power to perform on, the, on behalf of the first beast. It deceived the inhabitants of the earth in order, it ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. Now that could point to an individual rejuvenation. Or it could also point to a national, a nation that has been rejuvenated. Now, this is in the future, so I don't like to be too fixed on specific interpretations at this particular point. But I'm aware of these two events that could lead to people worshiping the Antichrist. 13 verse 3, Revelation. One of the heads of the beast seemed to have had a fatal wound. But the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was filled with wonder and followed the beast. So, whether it is an individual or whether it is national, what happened was when this beast got healed, the world was filled with wonder and followed the beast. Right, so point number five, we find in Revelation 13, it performed great signs. So let me read that verse of scripture. And it performed great signs, even caused fire to come down from heaven to earth in full view of the people. Pharaoh's magicians in the time of Moses, Exodus, are similar to the the false prophet. The second beast, but the second beast will be greater because he will also be given authority to perform supernatural signs. In chapter 7 verse 11 of Exodus, Pharaoh then summoned the wise men and sorcerers and the Egyptian magicians also did the same things by their secret acts. Chapter 8 verse 7. Uh, But the magicians did the same things by their secret arts. They also made frogs come up out of the land of Egypt. Now I want you to notice something that is very very important. (coughs) Especially as Deception is now beginning to flow very strongly against and into the Bride of Christ, the Church of Jesus Christ, to deceive a lot of people. And this is a very, very frightening end time sign. If a person begins to follow and accept a false sign, that person's heart becomes hardened towards God. Right, let, me, let, me, let me repeat that. If an individual locks onto someone who is performing signs and wonders, and those signs and wonders are actually from a satanic source, Babylon, and the spirits in Babylon, that person's heart will become hardened towards God. This in turn will then make them more willing to accept the satanic mark and satanic worship. And so it is very, very crucial for you to be able to understand and discern for yourself when Babylon tries to come in and preach its message to you. And you need to understand its various different camouflages. And I'll be... Uh, I've been giving you some of the camouflages uh, over the last couple of sermons and I'll be giving you one or two more in the upcoming sermons as we begin to wrap up the series. In chapter 7 verse 22, the Egyptian magicians did the same things by their secret arts and Pharaoh's heart became hard. He would not listen to Moses and Aaron just as the Lord said. If you go and study Romans again, and if you study all the various scriptures where where people harden their hearts towards God, the first stage of God's wrath against them is God allows them to do and go into the the, the, the false teachings that they want. Because their heart becomes hardened to the things of God. Now, as I was preparing this, I, I had a thought. I find it interesting that I can show a person about Babylon in the past and how it manifests. And they'll agree with me. Yes, I see that. Isn't that fascinating? I will then show them Babylon in the future. Revelation 13, which we're doing now. 17 and 18, which we'll do in the next session. Next two sessions. And they'll accept that. Oh yeah, that's fine. I can see that now. But it's incredible when I begin to identify Babylon in front of them now. How they won't accept it. How they will talk to me and say, well, no, you can't judge. Well, no, this is a Babylonian teaching. No, you can't judge because you're going to bring division. You can't say these people are going to hell because God is a God of love. And, and so they will start appeasing these people. Uh, don't you find that interesting? I find it fascinating. It's tragic, but I find it fascinating. And I think it's because people give themselves over To believe in these people who are promoting false signs, false wonders and false teachings. And what happens in their heart is the minute they start grasping onto that, their heart hardens towards the things of God. Now listen to me very carefully. There will be genuine signs and wonders from God in the last days. Not tricks. But these people, these people also perform genuine signs and wonders. And what I'm saying is, it's not just... Um, sleight of hand. It is actually a genuine, supernatural, satanically empowered sign and wonder. So please be aware. Please be warned. Signs and wonders are not an automatic indication that it is God at work. Revelation 16, 13 to 14 then I saw three impure spirits that looked like frogs that came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. There you've got the Trinity, the satanic Trinity. Verse fourteen: They are demonic spirits that perform signs. Now, what are the what, in in Revelation seventeen? The purpose of that was to go into the political realm and gather the polit, polit uh, politicians and leaders of the world to go and gather. At Armageddon for a battle against God and the people of Israel. Okay? They are demonic spirits that perform signs. And they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for battle on the great day of God Almighty. Revelation 19 verse 20. The beast was captured. And with it the false prophet who had performed the signs on its behalf. Once you recognize Babylon. Once you recognize the teachings of Babylon. Once you identify and are able to identify Babylon in, in, in finances. Babylon in politics and Babylon in religion. You will know that Babylon will always represent Satan. Babylon will always perform, represent Satan, the false prophet who had performed the signs on its behalf, with these signs he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. Jesus says in Matthew 24 4 5, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. Verse 11. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many. My next point is point uh, is, is point six through to ten, and you'll find that in verses fourteen to fifteen of Revelation thirteen. Let me read. Because of because of the signs it was given power to perform on behalf of the first beast, it deceived the inhabitants of the earth in order to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. The second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that the image could speak, and all who refused to worship the image to be killed. This power will make many people come to the conclusion that this false prophet... The head of this Babylonian system carries supreme authority. How can people be so blind? I've shown you clips and DVDs from various services. Some of them, some of them, absolutely ridiculously shocking. For example, where that pastor in South Africa got his people to think that eating grass was eating the life from God. Uh, Where he convinced people that petrol or fuel that he had in a bottle, he turned to pineapple juice and they were drinking juice. I showed you that service of that ordination, of that to where they got that from, I don't know. And I could have shown you so many, many more things. And you, you, you've got to ask yourself the question. Why? Why? Well, here it is. When you remove the belt of truth, all roads lead to Babylon. In Babylon... You're going to meet up with the priests of Satan in all their various forms and they are all ready to perform for you. You can meet priests that represent religion and all forms and different types of religion. You can meet priests that represent finances and they're going to suck you into wealth. You can meet priests that represent politics and they're going to suck you into all various types of works. The false prophet will be the beast's minister of propaganda. He will be a Joseph Goebbels to an Adolf Hitler. But only greater. And he will get the people of the world to worship Satan. And if you don't worship Satan, he will kill you. In Matthew chapter 24 verse 4 to 14... We read the words of Jesus and if you begin to understand studying deception in the church and linking it to end time studies, these words will then become very, very chilling. Verse 4, watch out that no one deceives you for many will come in my name claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many. I believe that's here already. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is not here. I believe that's here right now. Verse 7. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of the birth pains. I believe that is here right now. What I want you to notice is there is a term, there is a grammatical change in what Jesus is saying. So, Jesus is saying, Look, all these things are going to happen, and they are like the birth pains that happen prior to the birth of a child. The birth of the child is Jesus coming again, and so the contractions of labor. Jesus is attributing to these various things and he's saying, look, just be aware this is happening, but don't be alarmed. <coughs> However, in verse 9, he starts to change his tone and things become a little, a little bit more ominous. Verse 4 to verse 8, watch out, don't be alarmed. Such things have got to happen. Watch out. These are the beginning of birth pains. Verse 9 he says, Then, then, okay, you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. So there is going to be a point in our future. Where a handing over for persecution, deep persecution, will take place. If you think this is not possible in this day and age, I don't know what news you watch, but just switch on your news and turn to the Middle East, and you will see a persecution rising of Christians graphically portrayed. Where they are being murdered publicly. Just like in the times when they would throw Christians publicly for sport into the arena at the Roman Empire at the birth of the church. So verse 9 Jesus says then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death and you will be hated by all nations because of me. Unfortunately, church, no matter how much you're trying to appease the world, the Babylonian system, by all this PC correctness, seeker sensitiveness, they hate you. They hate you because they re- you represent an absolute truth, or you should be representing an absolute truth that is at complete contrast and complete opposite To what they want. Your truth says everybody must worship the Lord God of heaven. Their truth says everybody will worship Satan or die. Now what saddens me is verse 10. So the world is going to turn against us. Persecution is going to increase. So political arm of of Babylon is going to turn against us. Now, internally, verse 10, at that time, many will turn away from the faith. Okay, now here's the kicker, and will betray and hate each other. I'm going to tell you something now. I haven't written my book on on, uh, recruiting in the spiritual warfare series. It's halfway there. I'll be writing this book on, on, on uh, false religion, Deception in the Church, first. But one of the key factors that, is, that, that, you, that you need to understand about recruiting is loyalty. And loyalty in those days coming, that are here now, I believe, is going to be in such short supply. And when pressure from the world comes, pressure To convert or die. Many will turn from the faith. And they are going to betray people to the authorities. Verse 11. Many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. And because of the increase of wickedness the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel will be preached in the whole world as a testimony. To all nations, and then the end will come. Powerful, sobering, biblical, not surprising. Be alert, church, be alert, be aware of who's around you, start recruiting your teams. Next two points, points 11 and 12, can be found in Revelation 13, verse 16 to 17. It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on the right hand and on their forward, so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. So, it forced people to receive a mark, and it controls all, e- all the economy through the mark. Alright, now remember what Babylon is. Babylon is a political, financial, and religious system that will ultimately get everybody to worship the devil. The second beast, the prostitute, the harlot, control will control and get everybody to receive the mark of the beast through signs and wonders, and through controlling the financial and economic economy of the world to worship the devil. Now there are going to be a lot of people who will not receive the mark. And we can see that in Revelation chapter 7 verse 3 uh, where it talks about the seal of God on on the servants of God. Uh, Revelation 14 verse 1, the 144,000 who have the seal of God. And Revelation 14 verse 9 to 11 as well. In chapter 12 verse 16 the earth... Help the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had spewed out of its mouth. So the beast worshippers will accept his law and his authority. And the means of currency will be a mark on them. So they will receive his mark on them, on their bodies. I mean, if you look at currency today, it's always got a a face on it of a leader, a ruler, a political leader, a political hero, a queen, a king. Well, you are going to receive the mark of the Antichrist on your body through the urging, encouragement, and force of financial exclusion and actual physical life and death exclusion. By the, anti- by the false prophet. And this is what the false prophet and its system is all about. Let me wrap this up and briefly talk to you about what Babylon represents. So I'm going to give you a couple of representations throughout scripture of what Babylon represents. So when the Bible speaks about Babylon, it speaks about a specific representation. And this will be able to give you an understanding of what you're reading. So, Babylon represents man apart from the rule of God. All right, so just I want you to think about this. Babylon, whenever Babylon is mentioned, it is a community of men, a godless community. If we look back at ancient Babylon and we begin to trace man's rule, you will see that his rule is infused with demonic input. And all the way through history, wherever man decided to rule himself, influenced by demons, it had a dramatic effect and response from God down throughout history. And this final act of the manifestation of the rule of man together with with, with demonic forces will usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ himself. So there's a dramatic response from God to this Babylonian rule. So Babylon represents man's rule apart from God. Babylon also represents man's continued resistance to God. So whenever you see Babylon through history or re- Babylon represented through history, it is represented in various kingdoms and it is a representation against god so the the kingdoms differ all the way through biblical history and they have different emphasis. but all these emphases point towards what it ultimately will look like at the end when Jesus returns, which I believe is taking place right now. So represented in Sodom and Gomorrah, represented in Egypt, represented in Babylon itself, Tyre, Nineveh, represented in Rome, and the different kingdoms subsequent since then, and now ultimately it's going to manifest under the false prophet, a worldwide system of religion, politics, and finances. Uh, it's eschatological symbol of satanic deception and power. Alright. Supernatural mystery. Mystery Babylon. Um and, and, and to try and get your, wrap your head around it, it's it's pretty difficult to try and look at because it represents all religion. So you name it, it it that religion will be represented fully in Babylon. Fully accepted in Babylon until the time of the appearing of the Antichrist. When then all those religions will be swept up together to worship the Antichrist. It's a name. So it represents chief characteristics of a city throughout history. Uh, it's a symbol. For example, um, you get a real city name, but other times it's symbolic. For example, when we talk about Rome, Rome could actually mean the city in Italy, or it could also mean the Roman Catholic Church. For example, I could talk to you about Hollywood. Hollywood could represent a specific suburb in the city of Los Angeles in the United States of America, or it could represent the, industry, the movie industry coming out of America. So it could also be represent a city or it could represent a symbol, symbolic. Uh, it could also represent the total culture of the world apart from God. So the Babylon could represent the opposite of the New Jerusalem. So Rome is one manifestation of that total system that is coming. And I believe that the... Um, Babylon is a political system, and it represents cities, and it represents systems. I believe it is a religious system, so it is a branch, so all religion ultimately is a branch of Babylonianism, and all the stuff that we've been talking about today ultimately comes from Babylon, and it is a financial system of the world, which is mammon. And the religious system of Babylon we can see in Revelation 17. And the commercial branch of Babylon we can see in Revelation chapter 18. To end off part 13 of Deception in the Church, I'm just going to give you my definition of Babylon again. And this is when I talk about Babylon, this is what I think about. Babylon is a satanic system of government of this world into which mankind and demonic spirits work together for the purpose of uniting all mankind into the worship of Satan. And this will ultimately take place in the tribulation under the Antichrist. Part 14 will be next. We will be looking at chapter 17 of Revelation. Thank you. God bless.